Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about linear fusions needing help in Destiny. Uh, they're not in the best spot right now. There's not a lot of them. I think they're awesome, and I think there's a lot more they could do with them. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I might be live right now, so come on in. If I'm not live, just click the follow button so you might be able to catch these Q&A sessions and join in on them. A lot of folks have done that recently. Thank you to those who have done that. If you're watching this on YouTube, a little like and a little share is a great way as well to support the content. So I'm going to jump right into the questions. Supernova says, what if they put linear fusions in Anthem? (laughs) I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why. I should have deleted this question. I mean, we don't know all the weapons in Anthem, by the way. There's a lot of weapons we kind of saw in a little video today that could be be some cool stuff coming, and we saw some perks as well. Um, Borquin says, the linear fusion concept was first an exotic-only weapon variant, Queenbreaker or Sleeper. Do you think it should have stayed that way? Well, no, because I think that's one of the things I've been driving at lately is that I would love to see the weapon system expanded and not kept so narrow. If you look at so many exotics that just kind of get ignored, like the Graviton and even Trace Rifles, too. I have a whole talk on Trace Rifles. Why are there not legendary Trace Rifles? The... Trace rifles, linear fusions, and fusion rifles to me scream sci-fi. It, it, it screams sci-fi shooter, futuristic shooter, and we we relegate some of the coolest weapons to exotic only. Or in the case of linear fusions, there's like what a couple, and what one of them came forward into year two, uh, and. Now, I mean, we're all just running garden variety shooter loadouts, hand cannons and a shotgun, hand cannons and a shotgun. And then, you know, how many machine guns are there now because of them bringing the avalanche, the hammerhead and and the like. So I I think that there's 100 percent room to start saying stop leaving all of the futuristic stuff on the on the exotic shelf. Start to make them, you know, legendary. I would love linear fusions and trace rifles to be legendary and for them to be a ton more of them and even if the even if they're not amazing if they do the job of a mid-tier gun so we can start putting away our shotguns and some of our just tired loadouts that we've been running since destiny one i think that would be a benefit just because you would have something new to chase that feels different and it makes the flow of combat and your and your experience as a player feel a little bit more varied um, and then if you don't like it, there's always the familiar, people like what's familiar, right? If all of a sudden every gun is a pew pew gun, like we're just running around with lasers and instead of running around with actual weapons, like one of the appeals of destiny is it's a real satisfying shooter. Well, you would still have that familiarity there. You could load up a build with a hand cannon, shotgun, whatever. Nobody's making you not do that. You could, you could 100% keep that in the mix. I'm talking about adding just some season, just some salt here. You know, we saw the best throw ever. That wasn't my fault, man. That was some clipping, man. Shut up. So, next question. DJ May 88 Do you think introducing fusion SMGs or auto rifles if they move to the energy slot? I mean, that's what I mean. I think there's a lot of room. And I said, you know, we don't want the whole game to become laser beams. But I think there's a lot of room for fusions as a concept to be brought to other weapon types. And if, and then there's always room for just weird stuff too. Like what if you did something really, really cool with like 
the, the fusion is uh that's not a fusion the Jotun. well we could do more stuff with that too you could do you could do way more with that and say all right we're going to take and we're going to iterate on this and we're going to make it to where people are able to have a fusion smg or a fusion auto rifle or you know a fusion scout rifle more energy based weapons i i could really get behind that i talked about that when i said slide all the primaries up into the primary slot and give us elemental primaries true elemental primaries again and then you could have perk trees and perk pools that are more in the line of the elements you know dragonfly and perks like that damage over time you know chain lightning things like this then you could have your raw damage primaries and then your sort of your elemental primaries well i mean you could do the same thing if you have fusion auto rifles and pulse rifles and things where it's it shoots a little bit different it's damage type is a little bit it's a little bit different and you have to kind of use the right perks to maximize the way that the the way that the gun works that's when i think you get into a really good place because now you're talking about using weapons and doing different things where you're your loadout is feels more like a like a a sci-fi shooter. That's one of the things I kept trying to tell people about Anthem. I was like, dude, I've never played a game where I feel like this. Iron Man with abilities and combos and stuff. I've never feel like people are like, oh, it's boring. It feels like every other game. Part of that's because they're playing it like it's every other game. They're just standing on the ground using their guns. Why do you want another? People are like, I think the gun should be stronger. I don't want to lean on abilities. I mean, why do you want another shooter where you're going to be running around with what? Like an auto rifle and a shotgun? You're just in a mech suit now? I, I don't know. I feel like there's plenty of room for more variety and sci-fi influence in destiny and i think you can get a taste for that when you start playing a game like anthem where you see that abilities and and certain attacks can be a lot more exciting and a lot more fun simply because you're not just sitting there peppering enemies with bullets that's one of my concerns with division is are the specializations going to be good enough and defining enough that you don't just feel like you're sitting behind cover peppering spongy enemies with lots and lots of bullets because that's not necessarily a problem that's part of the identity of division but i just feel like that just gets really static and boring after a while you don't want that to be your your defining thing and the gunplay being really good in destiny i think can feed that one of the reasons i think like tracking an enemy with a trace rifle is so satisfying or using a linear fusion like charging it up and landing a really good shot i you know personally i think it's really satisfying even when you're using a non-traditional gun uh to engage in combat i actually want to bring over a crooked fang and just use it just to see if that in in environments where i've been you know doing a lot of my a lot of my grinding is there even a a footing for you know a linear a linear fusion i have a box breathing crooked fang somewhere here it is i i knew i had one and i'm gonna i'm gonna infuse it with the i have a box breathing crooked fang and i have a snapshot dragonfly i think we'll get rid of the snapshot dragonfly one and we'll just use this so we'll try it out during this q a session just to give it just to give it a whirl and see how it feels on uh, on the various you know more tanky enemies we have a perfect opportunity right here to wait for box breathing and shoot that guy wait for box breathing and shoot that guy so it two tapped him so that's pretty good i think the main thing that might maybe will make him function poorly that i probably should have included in the talk then was maybe ammo economy i think that's one of the reasons that i don't like using them is because you end up you you just run out of ammo really quickly i want to see how much i can i can stack
So, we're going to go to the next question, though. Let me get the asks banner off of here. Our draft says, are there any times linear fusions are useful? I think you just see them show up the most in Gambit. Even if somebody's going to push back on my video and say, you know what, Lono, they're actually not that bad, and they have decent damage. There's just not enough of them, right? You could do a whole lot more with them. They also really, really heavily rely on crit damage. So as soon as you don't land a crit, they're they're they just they're super weak and i think that's going to be one of the other problems with them is that folks are going to think well yeah it's great if you land every single crit and so there are probably maybe bosses they could be really really good on because the one that i have has box breathing and high impact reserves so when i get to the bottom half of the clip i mean i'm i'm getting a, i'm getting a really good charge time and i'm getting really really decent damage i would love to experiment with it on bosses where there's an actual opportunity to land consistent crits because that's where they shine and that's why I feel like they would just be better suited for a um they'd be better suited for a a mid-tier weapon kind of like a sniper and that's why I said you could have like a burst fire one a railgun one you know an SMG type because if they're more in the mid-tier then their reliance on precision demo a precision damage is it's fine that they don't do as well without landing precision, but nobody really wants to use a heavy weapon where if you miss the shot, it's like, what's well, it's garbage. Grenade launchers, rocket launchers, swords, uh, machine guns, they all kind of have this safe lane to function in. I mean, if you miss with a rocket, that stinks, but that's not going to happen as often as you go to shoot a guy with a linear and you land a body shot instead of a crit, if that makes sense. Evil the Waffler. Do you think they should do set loadouts for strikes like they did prestige raids? No. Curated loadouts are terrible. Nobody enjoys being told what they can and can't use. The response to the curated loadouts was overwhelmingly negative. Uh, Tuboat says, I love regular fusions, but in PvP, my biggest issue is consistency uh, of shotgun range. Are there any other things you could think of that would help fusions in general do more damage? I mean, fusions at a, at a ground level just need to output more damage. They don't output enough. I mean, their charge time, if their charge time is slow, you've got to land like a perfect shot. And that's part of the problem is a lot of the enemies are really agile. They're going to they're gonna spin out of the way. When I was watching Dado's State of Gambit video, he was using the, the Scourge of the Past uh, fusion, the raid fusion in Gambit. And I was like... I was like, okay, that's not too bad. That's actually pretty strong. That's stronger than I thought. But at the same time, I was just like, the ammo economy's not that great. If he charges up and misses, then that's a whole that's a whole shot wasted. So the ammo economy needs to be more forgiving if that's going to be the case. And if it's going to have that slow of a charge up, it needs to be super, super strong. And yes, the Telesto is very strong, but again, that's an exotic. So in the realm of linear fusion, somebody might be like, well, the sleeper's really strong. Well, sure, it's an exotic. It kind of should be. Ground level, there's a lot of weapons in the game that just aren't strong enough to warrant to warrant use. Like, I would love, if I could get full ammo, I would love to try the linear fusion on one of these bosses in the Lost Sector, because they're tanky enough to give you a decent sort of barometer on how effective the weapon uh, is working. Unfortunately, I only have five bricks. It's hard to hit flags on Mars because everybody does escalation protocol. Marky, in your opinion, is the Queenbreaker overpowered in PvP? No, I mean, the Queenbreaker is overpowered in Gambit because when coupled with, with, with 
the wall hacks of the invader or just knowing where they're going to invade, it's really, really strong there. I don't think the Queen Breaker is running amok in PvP. I've played my share of it for the last word. I don't know if I saw a single Queen Breaker in PvP. Uh, and it's reliance on heavy ammo. I think a lot of people are just dialing in machine guns and play of the game just because it's a lot more guaranteed. It's a lot harder to use Queen Breakers in like a 6v6 environment. Gambit where it's a 4v4 and you can see through the wall. Queen Breakers really tried and true. Um, you know, and a lot of people are using machine guns in... A lot of folks are using machine guns in Gambit as well uh, because the the ammo you just have so much more ammo when someone invades or when you want to do damage so just five shots and i even missed one and there i just hit down there does about half half his health i just think the nature of the weapon too like in order for me to be really efficient with that quick fang i'm waiting for box breathing so my fire rate my fire rate just sucks it's like i don't know i i think that there's there's room there's so much more room i think for a uh I think there's a lot more room for linear fusions to either have way more ammo and if you give them way more ammo that's when I think a lot of the types that I came up with make more sense because then it would function more as a mid-tier weapon me optimizing the quick fangs damage in PvE I just I have to I have to shoot so slow now I could not wait on box breathing but box breathing is a fantastic perk on a linear fusion but then you're slowing down your DPS and knowing that it with a lot of other heavies I can empty the heavy or just constantly be shooting and then once it's empty I've done more damage than you have because I had more to do and then I can move on to something else I can move on to a a shotgun I can use my super uh, I can use a sniper if snipers get better you can switch to something else after emptying your rocket, your your light machine gun, or your 1K voices, or your whisper. There's just, there's a lot of weapons that are going to nullify, oh, I don't need to do this anymore. There's a lot of weapons that are going to nullify you even considering using your your linear fusion. I mean, I could go in and take the first shot box breathing on this guy, and take the rest of the shots just as fast as I can, and we could see how, how well it goes. Just because we could see okay is it even worth waiting for box breathing on the on the shots because if you can empty the, if, I, if I can empty 11 shots in the time that I'm waiting for box breathing on one mag that might increase efficiency which would then mean box breathing is a worthless perk if they put box breathing back where it was supposed to be where I kept it after waiting that would be better too the nerf to box breathing was really really I think uh I think pretty stupid. You're getting off topic? No, I'm not. I'm staying on topic. And it's really interesting that you're not in control of the stream. I am. So when I'm talking about Queen Breaker being overpowered in PvP and that it's not overpowered in PvP and then I pivot to exotics, dominance in places like Gambit and others, it's well in the realm of what we're talking about. So sit in a corner, bud. In Flames, how do you feel about the abundance of weak exotic armor? It feels like there are more useless pieces than there are useful. It's the same way we've had this. We I think we had this question yesterday. It's the same way with the weapons. It's the exact same way with the weapons because you they don't they don't do enough. You know what I'm saying? They don't do enough. They're they're what 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 do some of the exotics even do? What do some of the exotic you know arm? What's the, some of the exotic armor do? It just doesn't do enough. It, it's like well I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put this on because I get what an extra grenade 
compared to like some of the other exotics that you can have in the game it's almost like they have tiers of exotics and some of the exotics should just be pinnacle pieces of armor an extra grenade an extra melee i mean is that is that really is that really an exotic in the grand in the grand scheme of things i don't think so i think it's i think it's pretty weak to be honest so there, I think you saw the efficiency of the of the linear fusion not really doing what it's supposed to do. I, I if it doesn't land crits, it's weak. If I'm not waiting for box breathing, it's weak. So I wasted two entire mags, and my time to kill on him is really really slow. It, you know, obviously supers are going to be better every time, but well, not every time. Hammers are hammers are kind of slow, but. Linear linear fusions just don't feel appropriate. They don't feel like they're functioning the way that they should. The slow fire rate, um, the slow fire rate, and everything else, I think, just makes them very unappealing. And the fact that if they miss and hit body, their their damage, their damage efficiency goes in the toilet. Fet forty four. Do you anticipate legendary drops will always be lower than our current power, or do you think Bungie will finally allow legendary drops to be at our current power? Yeah, I don't understand that. I don't understand why when I hit max power, I don't just keep getting max power drops. I've always been confused by that. I've always been confused by why they don't just let everything in the game level you up. And why when I'm at 650, I don't just keep getting 650 stuff. Uh, you know, like what's the point? And that's why I said if they went to a more streamlined leveling, if they went to a more streamlined leveling and... And the whole game changed when you got to max level. All these bounties and all these loot pursuits opened up to you. That's how games like this are supposed to work, right? You get to the end game. You get to the end game and they go, Hey, you're now in the real game. You can now play through and have a real challenge. Like a lot of those phrases that they that they, that they talk about. And in Destiny, it's like, you get to 650 and you're like, Okay, what changed? Well, nothing really. You're at the max delta of the last boss fight in the raid that 5% or 10% of the community engages with regularly. But it doesn't change anything else. So they, for Destiny 3 or for the or for the future iterations on Destiny 2 that they invest in, I would want to see Penumbra. I would want to see them really just retool everything and say, okay, at, at 750, the new max power of Penumbra everything's going to change there's going to be things that you can't do until you get to 750 and really dig in on that on that theme that you level up faster everything in the game should just level you up and then after you do that you're you get all these new things to do these new loot pursuits that are presently not in the game there was a funny post on reddit finally finished a tutorial with a pick of all his characters at 650 <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, but that's not even true. That's not even true. You don't finish the tutorial. It's not even a tutorial. It's like, it's, it, it's just weird. It's just weird. I think in an RPG game, it's weird to say you're only going to get level bumps from these activities. And then it's also weird to say once you're at max level, you still, stuff still doesn't drop max level unless you do these specific activities. It's just a really bad system. 19 months from Cookie Jar. Thank you so much. It's just a bad system. I've never played an RPG like that. Welcome to max level. You're level 30. Stuff's still dropping at 25. The frick? Why? Oh, well, if you want 30 stuff, we've got this small list of things over here to do. Um, 
And then, uh, now that you're max level, you don't get access to anything new. Nothing, nothing new opens up to you. So what's the point in getting max level? False sense of accomplishment, I guess. I don't know. Like, it, if you want, they're in a good place, like, logistically. Like, when I look at the annual pass and I look at the seat, like, the structure of the seasons, I think it's a great system. I think the value points of a, of a level bump every time should be, hey, in this season, welcome to Season of the Drifter, okay? Welcome to Season of the Drifter. All of the NPCs now have new bounties for new guns that we've brought back from the from the vaults. So now Devrim K has the call to serve if they make scouts not so horrendous, or the Lincoln Green. We're bringing back the Lincoln Green in Season of the Drifter, and he's got a bounty. If you want to farm him for that bounty, there it is. But it's locked until you get to 700. Like, I, it seems... Like, and I, I'm not, I don't want to make it seem like it's so easy and they're just sitting on good solutions and they can't do that, but like that to me is just so easy. Leveling is just normal. You just play the game and you level up, and when you hit max level, every season they're like... All of the NPCs have new bounties and loot pursuits for you once you hit max level. Oh, well, what about the casuals? That wouldn't matter if you streamlined leveling. Hardcore players are going to hit max level in a week. They already do, even with all your stupid hoops, hurdles, and weird barricades. They do anyway. One to two weeks and folks are max level. So to me, it's like, use leveling as a gateway to, to new experiences and new loot pursuits instead of as a... A false sense of accomplishment. It's like, oh, I got to the new, the new max power. Sweet. Okay, sweet. What did that do for you? Uh, well, I mean, nothing really. I guess just a number. Because people were always so upset when they made leveling easier or they streamlined leveling. Like, yeah, it's not fear. It's like that's not really what you should be chasing in the game. You should be chasing loot. You're chasing loot. Like, getting the max power is just the natural destination. Max level is the natural destination of all RPGs. And they make it really unnatural. And, they, and they're and they like, oh, people. this is what people are going to come back and they're going to say. Well, Bungie likes to elongate player investment time. They want people to keep coming back. Well, it's not working. Right? It isn't working. Like, the seasons are... I, we'll have to wait and see what season of the Drifter does... But PvE is super low now. We're down to the 700s. 700k uh, PvE players and 500 on PvP. Because it, there's, there, is, there is no loop. The, the, I mean, there is, there is a loop once you get to max power, but I don't need to be max power to grind Ada's bounties. I can get, get mid-600s and do it. Nothing really changes when I get to max power. The end game is just really, really odd in, in, uh, in Destiny. There's no new Destiny content in December, is there? We have nothing until next season. Um, there, no, no. There's new stuff. The Crimson Crimson Days is next week. I don't know why you said December. Uh, it, I mean, we have been in a bit of a drought, right? We have been in a bit of a drought, so it makes sense that there's there's numbers are going down because there's not a whole lot of new stuff going on. That's gonna happen. The up and down of the player base is natural, but I think it would be less pronounced if the max level arrival every season was streamlined and it led to new loot pursuits. Like this season, season of the forge should have been defined by weapons and bounties like Ada has in all of the NPCs that you unlock when you get to max level. 
just because I think that's a way of extending playtime, but it's also a way for people to see there's a clear difference between when you uh when you hit max level when you're not at max level there's a destination there's an arrival there's a sense of the game has now flipped over and there's all these things for me to do because right now what happens is i've talked about this before in gambit whenever you get to what is it legend you get to legend and you don't get points if you lose that's stupid you're rewarding somebody hey welcome to legend you played a lot and you've been grinding gambit thanks for doing that your reward once you're to legend rank is to make the game is to make your experience worse how is that a why is that the trophy what the frick once i'm at legend i should be happy to be at legend once you get to max power you look at your director and you're like none of this stuff matters to me your reward for getting max power is like less things to do basically run Ada's bounties chase nightfall guns and that's pretty much it um I you know so when I look at the map and when I look at when I look at the sense of accomplishment when I hit 650 this entire map should shift milestones could stay there I guess if you still wanted like a way to grind for maybe powerful gear or something but even still I think once you're at 650 everything should be 650 when it drops what should shift here is all of these circles should shift to pursuits like these two symbols here on the on crucible the, the, the two little symbols one should be a gun and one should be an armor piece and you come over here right and you hover and then it says you know you're you're your weekly here's your two bounties here's your armor bounty here's your gun bounty for the week in crucible so the map is educating you're like okay so there's the new shotgun i can grind for and this week it's gauntlets so you know to head to the tower and grab a you know a bounty from from shacks gambit same thing these two symbols whenever i highlight gambit instead of saying here's your daily and your weekly challenge it just says here's your weekly armor bounty and your weekly gun bounty and that doesn't happen until you're max power. So there's this sense of, I want to work toward that. I want to get to the place where my map changes and I have all those loot pursuits. And you don't have to put the symbols there, but I could then see Devrim K's little symbol here, and there's two symbols for him. So I click on the EDZ, I hover over Devrim K, and it says he has Hawthorne shotgun this week and a pair of boots. And that's his bounties you can grind for this week on the EDZ. You talk about getting way more mileage out of your capital. I, you know, there's there's so much they could do with the NPCs, the planets, the bounties, and the, and the and the old loot. It's just staring them right in the face. In my in my mind, it's I've been saying that the NB, NPCs are super underutilized. I've been saying that since December of 2017. That I I remember saying something to the effect of like I envisioned them. I envisioned them the first thing they were going to do to add life to the game was make rank on your NPCs matter. I, I mean, I've been, I've been basically saying that now for what, a year and three months that the NPCs are just untapped potential. They're just literally sitting there like a bunch of derps that hold old gear that doesn't matter. They have a rank that doesn't matter. And then they have bounties that help you get some, you know, planet materials. That's it. Um, why grind if you get no increase in efficiency? 
Well, a lot of that comes to, down to customization, though, Azuma Kazuma. Because if you really, really like a given weapon, like you really, really like the Lincoln Green, and you know that they brought it back and they added a, a, a curated role, let's say they finally start putting Desperado on other guns. Can you imagine the Lincoln Green with Desperado? It like maybe it maybe it's not you don't call it Desperado, but it's like it's full auto. It just literally is. It's just like it's almost like a a full auto pulse. That'd be fun. So that would I I think that would just be a way for personalization to land on the game. Because if a pinnacle roll on a Lincoln Green, if if it if it the the Lincoln Green is a pulse. If a pinnacle roll on the Lincoln Green matches the efficiency of the Breakneck or the Midnight Coup, now you're enabling players to have diversity in their loadout and not feel like if I want to run the best if I want to run the best version or the best loadout, I need to run Midnight Coup, Ikalos Shotgun, and Whisper of the Worm. That think about that for a second. That's the go-to loadout for so much PVE content. That's a Destiny One loadout. A really fast hand cannon, Fatebringer, high rate of fire shotgun, the, um, what the frick was it? The Occam's Razor, and then Whisper of the Worm, or Sleeper, or 1K. They're all pretty interchangeable. You're basically running a Destiny 1 PvE loadout. It's just... I, th- where's the variety, you know? Why not have weapons like that? Why not have weapons that are so different and unique both in their, both in their, you know, what they can do, but also having having weapons that just let you build your own yeah, the dry rot, yeah, 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 the dry rot was during uh, was during House of Wolves. Oh, freaking screw this, dude. Linear fusions are so hard to use because of that. Now, I like the fast fire rate of the Crooked Fang that I have, but I'm not getting the benefit of the of the of the box breathing. There could be better engagements for this. This is kind of a this is kind of a bombastic engagement. I mean, he's pretty saucy, so he's you know he's moving around a lot, and I have to hit crits in order for it to work. So I think there again, I think there could be places where a really really good roll on this gun could work, but it feels pretty narrow uh, since they ruined box breathing. If they brought box breathing back to where it originally was, you could wait, get an entire clip of box breathing with the really fast fire rate of my accelerated coils and my my charge rate masterwork, and I have high impact reserves. That would make this gun a thousand times better, but maybe not a thousand times. That's a little bit of an overstatement, but it would make it significantly better than where it is now. G-Ink says, what would be your biggest fantasy for Destiny in the future? Uh, where it likely, where it is likely or not, well, whether it's a likely thing to happen or not. Uh, for me, the a truly open world game that feels like an MMORPG, an accessible one. I don't want it to be like WoW, where I'm, you know, farming one section of the map for two days just to level something up or to get something good. I don't want WoW level MMORPG, but MMORPG like like a truly open world game. I want to set out on a landscape and just look and see. I can, I can go I can go anywhere out here. Now, obviously, every map has this, every area and map has its limitations. It's not nothing. No game is eternal. Um, but that would be that's that's kind of my my fantasy for Destiny Three is that is a brand new engine, dedicated servers, and just enormous environments that feels truly open world, truly daunting truly epic big world bosses big boss fights like really ratchet all of it way up 
Casibo Casibo says uh, to make linear fusions more attractive and diversify the weapon loadout. Do you think they should make linear fusion? Uh, there should be linear fusion only perks. Yeah, like box breathing could be called something else on linear fusions. It could be called you know, I don't know, focus breathing or something, and it doesn't go away after you shoot because that that breaks the entire reason to run box breathing. I, like I want you to think about the identity of how a, a crooked fang is. It's got it's got good charge time. I got accelerated coils. I got a charge time masterwork. And you give me a perk that basically says shoot slow for a damage boost. Now, if I initially waited to shoot and I got box breathing and it stayed for all shots, that's different. Then that's a synergy between accelerated coils, high impact reserves, my mass work, like everything is kind of functioning in harmony. This is a good perk, but because they changed it, it comes in and it disrupts the entire identity and flow of the gun. But it's but it's hard not to it's hard to pass it up. It's like, well, on a really, really on a distance fight, on a on a very sort of stable and and not super moving enemy, uh, it, that could be actually a really great role on it. You know, maybe I just have a role that is that is dissonant. But again, if they made box breathing not trash, that could be a pin considered that could be considered to be like a pinnacle version of the Crooked Fang. Instead of feeling like again, it it, it disrupts the flow of the gun's identity. Uh, BB and Swag, are there any exotics that you're looking forward to returning in Joker's Wild? Uh, Coke Boy J, thank you so much uh, for your sub. I don't if it's a resub or a brand new one. I can't tell because of the way they updated everything. I don't really look forward to exotics coming back. I don't have a laundry list of exotics that I want to see return. That's not something. Um, that's not something that I look at and, and care about. Glue Rock says linear fusions seem like they suffer from too few existing. Any ideas why they seem reluctant to add them? I I'm confused by why you would add a weapon type and have there be almost. Uh, none of it. What is there? Five, and 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 let's let's really let's really go to the collections and have a ride chuckle. Okay, it's futuristic sci-fi shooter power fantasy, and I go to sidearms and there's two, there's one and a half pages of freaking sidearms, and then I go to linear fusions and there's five. There's a blue one, so there's five. It doesn't make any sense. It's just really weird. It's a sci-fi oriented power fantasy futuristic weapon and it's dwarfed by the number of sidearms in the game. It just, again, I feel like a lot of Destiny, it's like it's just a classic shooter in disguise to some degree because of PvP. Why are there SMGs and sidearms in the game? We all got excited about SMGs, but then like in execution we're just kind of like, eh. They're not energy weapons. They're primary weapons. So you just, you, you know, why why am I going to basically run double primary and get no real reward for it? And I know people love them in the Crucible, but again, classic shooter in disguise. Why are you adding sidearms? Why are you adding SMGs? Why the cool, one of the cooler weapon types you've added, trace rifles and linear fusions, and there's none of them. It's just weird. PvP is just standing there. I th- I think PvP is just standing there as a gigantic hurdle in the way. Mac 2099. All the linear fusions available are from Viced. Could a buff add some additional perks also help? Imagine an Amalon or a Dido version. Yeah, that's actually good input. That's why they all look the same. I never considered that. Maybe they just never got around to having all the other manufacturers making 
linear fusions. They are all viced. An Amalan one would look really cool. Um, I love the look of Amalan weapons. A Suros one would look really, really cool. Uh, yeah. It's just one of those things where they, I think they get good, good ideas, and then those good ideas either get shelved, or, um, they either get shelved, or they, they can't go further with it because of PvP. It's like one or the other. I'm not saying PvP is always the cause of woes, but to me it just seems like they really, they really invest in basic perks, they invest in, um basic perks and basic weapons more than they invest in futuristic weapons and when they invest in futuristic weapons they're usually exotics so there's an intrinsic balance because you can only equip one so there's like this there's like this automatic limitation placed on every single time they add a cool weapon trace rifles the Jotun, things like that that just hasn't that's that's intrinsic balance it's it's just it's a trace rifles are an exotic. The Jotun's an exotic. The only really good linear fusion is the sleeper, and that's an exotic. So they they limit them, and that again is just by design to keep things in check, and it feels crucible oriented in my mind. I destroy stuff. Is there anything in mind for you to help alleviate? some of the common frustrations in Gambit also on the same subject do you think some of the new maps should try to expand the environment and the aspect instead of just left right mid center well Gambit Gambit's map design is not the problem uh, now you might say invasion should be randomized because that's 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 a problem uh, I can kill him faster with an Ikelos shotgun. Like, if that's not proof that linear fusions are in a weird spot, like, he's pretty easy to land good crits on, and it's just like, it just takes forever to kill him. Um, even when I have enough ammo to do it. Gambit's problem is not map design or environments. Gambit's problem is an invasion is, invasion's ridiculous, boss fights are too easy. As Datto said in his State of Gambit video, Gambit was at its best when we had basically curated loadouts. That is not Datto or myself arguing for curated loadouts, but as soon as you can take a lot of our hard-earned stuff into Gambit, it drags Gambit down into the gutter, you know? And what are you supposed to do? If you do curated loadouts, that'll make it just as annoying because then people feel like, I have no... I I can't take any of my dope stuff in there. It, It hurts the loot pursuit aspect of the game when you tell people they can't they can't take their their amazing stuff into a game mode or an environment. DJ May 88. Part 2 of my first question, could fusion pistols and hand cannons work too? Yeah, I mean you don't want to turn the entire game into fusionville like, oh, you you know, you, you get a fusion, you get a fusion, this is a fusion. Now this is a fusion, fusion this, fusion that like, but they could I think afford to have different versions of trace rifles, different versions of fusions and and linear fusions and you know, Voop Nation would obviously be very excited. But again, in my mind, I remember the first time I used a fusion in Destiny 1. I used fusion I used fusion rifles almost exclusively in Destiny 1 until I got around the uh, King's Fall days where I was streaming. I loved fusion rifles. I thought they were dope. I loved the murmur. It was such a... I thought that was, that was like one of my favorite weapons to run. It, just, it was cool, man. You know, I think there's a lot of room for that style of weapon in this game. We're missing out on that sci-fi power fantasy, like, significantly. Um, you know? 
Let me see how much damage I can do with him on a power and empowering rift. Oh, come on, man. I came in far enough. 16k. It's 13k without, or 15k. It seemed like it was about the same, honestly. Next question. Oxenide says, Before machine guns came around, me and my friends used to use swords a lot due to their ammo efficiency, but machine guns have replaced them. Do you think swords should get a buff? Uh, did I do a... Su- I think I did a talk called Swords Suck, maybe? I think I did a video on this where I said swords really, really, really need to be energy weapons. I don't think there's any excuse in having them as power weapons right now. Um, I personally don't think they make sense as a power weapon. Swords are are space-closing, shield-popping, major-busting weapons. They don't belong in the power slot. The only reason they're in the power slot is because of Destiny 1, and the only swords you used that were worth a darn in Destiny 1 were exotics, Raze Lighter, Dark Drinker, etc. So, in the, in that in that respect, I think swords have gotten stuck in the wrong category for a really, really long time. Um, and I think their ammo efficiency is, as Milo is saying, I think that's like negligible. Uh, so... But if they were in the energy slot, you could warrant giving them like double, double their, double their ammo. There weren't legendary swords in D1. Yes, there was. You forged, you made them with, um, you made them with uh, Eris Morn. You gave her. They they had the three different hilts. That was that that hilt that she grabs at the end. The the hilt was attached. They had they had uh, one for every element. And it's funny that you think that, right? Of course you think that, because nobody used them. It's easy to think there were no legendary swords in D1, because there were three and no one touched them. Um, and the Dreadfang? Oh, yeah, yeah, and the Dreadfang, the Taken Sword. Yes, 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 sorry. The, the Taken Sword. Because um, the Dreadfang was void. So there was two voids. So that's, I mean, it's funny that a smart, well-informed player would think that, because they, 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 they nobody used them. Uh, Evil Reborn was seven months. Welcome back. So, they, I think if you gave them way more ammo and you turned them into like a mid-tier weapon as far as damage output, they'd make a, they'd make a fantastic energy weapon. I would love to run a sword instead of a shotgun. It'd be, it'd be so much more exciting. It'd be saucy. Everyone likes to go into third. Weren't those used to craft the others? I think that began the exotic quest, but you didn't lose them. You could keep them. You didn't, it was, it was kind of like the Polaris Lance. I don't think you lost them when you forged them. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, I think that if you had way more ammo and you took their energy and you, I think grenade launchers, you could do the exact same thing to grenade launchers. I think you could like double their ammo, lower their damage a little bit and turn them into energy weapons. They would just, they would just make more sense as an energy weapon. Oh, oh, we got a, we got a group of enemies. Oh, we got a major. Let me get my, let me get my grenade launcher out. Thump, thump, thump. Got him. Okay, let me reload. Cool. Still got some good ammo here. Yeah. Grenade launchers have no business in the power slot at all. And then rocket launchers need their ammo doubled. They need two in the chamber and they need their damage raised, you know, somewhat. And then add pinnacle versions of rocket launchers so you can grind for a god roll rocket launcher that you feel like using. PSDR2 again says, I'm at level 535. Is it worth it to infuse weapons now or should I wait? I find that I have really bad drops and I have some good weapons in the vault that are really low. 
I mean, if you're under 600, I would try not to infuse that much until you're at 600 because things things should be dropping with a lot of regularity for you. And if things are dropping with a lot of regularity for you, you're going to infuse, and then in like an hour, you're going to need to infuse that same item again. The game sees that you have those items. Make sure they're in your inventory and not like on another character. I don't know why you would do that, but just make sure you have all max level gear like hanging out in your inventory. I wonder if I have linear fusion. Um, yeah, right here. Linear fusion scavenger on my gloves. I wonder if I can do something with uh, linear fusion. There we go. We got that. And then we could see, do we have anything down here for linear fusions in the way of a mark? We may be able to get more ammo for them and actually have a decent time with the linear, uh, with the crooked fang. Unfortunately, I don't think I've been holding on to a lot of the linear fusion stuff just because I felt like they were, you know, they were such bad weapons. Uh, there wasn't a lot of reason. So I don't have a mark um, that helps linear fusion, and I have to keep that helmet on. So I do have scavenger, and I do have an un- uh, an enhanced unflinching. But the but the increased reserves would be nice. Uh, Pog me, do you think moving linear fusions to primary or special would make them more used? Maybe a buff to them as well. Well, if you move them to special, I don't think you want to. If you move them to the, the like the energy slot, I don't think you want to buff them. They're really strong. It's just that they're strong in the exact right proper circumstances, which makes people not really like using them. So if you were to increase their ammo capacity and lower their damage a little bit, they could function as a secondary weapon. They could function as like a sniper, like a railgun, <clears throat> and maybe just like I said, like a shield pop or gut buster. Um, why would you ever run a linear over a sniper then? Well, again, it would be like the difference between when I say, what if you could grind for a hand cannon that's all about damage, right? It's rampage outlaw rampage feeding frenzy and then a sniper could be the embodiment of that snipers are all about damage well a linear fusion could be more about elemental elemental effects maybe there'd be a linear fusion that the pinnacle version put a if you land enough crits it 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 charges a shot to put a debuff to put a debuff on the enemy so you land three shots in a row and it charges the fourth shot where as long as it's a crit, it adds like a tiny tractor cannon debuff or something. I don't know, like, there's a lot you could do that would make it like, okay, you have a choice between an elemental-themed weapon and a damage-themed weapon and they both have their they both have their footing. It's just a matter of your preference or your team's build or maybe you're just experimenting and having fun. In general, most fights are all about DPS and that's a problem, that's like a foundational problem with Destiny. It's like, why would you ever do anything that's not DPS-oriented? That's an excellent question. They'd have to create environments where you'd want to do that. You know, hey, this this enemy is really susceptible to, like, linear fusion damage or something. I don't know. Things of that nature. Where there would be a, a clear reason uh, to do that. Nova Hands, hey Lono, do you think engagement range is a factor in how viable linear fusions are? They seem to suffer the same problem sniper rifles 
in most PvE engagements favor a shotgun setup. Yeah, same thing for scouts, right? You just, everything is really close and agile. And again, I think we're still suffering in a game that was designed around double primary. In a world of double primary, you'd be like, well, I might as well run a scout for those 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 random times where there's something pretty far away. You know, scout or a pulse, it's almost like an afterthought. Scout, especially. But now that we don't have double primary, scouts just don't seem to have any footing. They're not versatile enough for the environments that we're going into. A lot of the environments that we're going into are environments where you are, everything is somewhat close as well as just being super agile. So you go to shoot at something and it moves and it, you know, that's why hand cannons are so nice because hand cannons enable you to adapt very quickly to the movement of the, of the enemy and a scout with the, you know, everything zoomed in and, you know, and you know, the fire rate and scouts much like a linear fusion. If you don't land a crit, you either completely miss and do no damage or you hit the body and you do inferior damage. And in both scenarios, you're just sort of like, eh, why would I use this? Even a body shot from a hand, hand cannon's good because you know a hand cannon spry. It's 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 dicey, and you know especially if you're using like a 110, a body shot's still pretty strong. So, scouts are just always. I think I don't think scouts are going to be in a good place ever in Destiny 2. They built too much of the game around double primary, and uh, scouts and bows and distance and range weapons have a great footing in the Scourge of the Past boss fight. I still think that's one of the best boss fights they've ever built maybe the best because of the layers of what you're required to do the versatility of good loadouts uh, the communication required but also the skill required there's so many layers to the Scourge boss fight that are uh, it, it in many respects in my mind is a perfect fight um, for raid for raid design because there's a lot that you're managing and a lot that you're dealing with. It's not, the boss isn't a prop, it's not just pure DPS, the mechanics are actually challenging, splitting the team up is actually a pain point, you know, a good pain point that can be managed. Uh, you know, different roles emerge, you know, managing the snipers on the rooftops and things like that. It's a very, very good fight. And that's that's new content though, right? That's new content. You go in and it's built more for versatility. The people pushing the you know the berserkers to get those to get the the balls well they're going to be running gutbuster builds because they have to get right up on top of them well you're not going to run that if you're up on a rooftop and that's one of the things i absolutely love about how they set that fight up and crafty's wiggly balls is it seems like nobody really reruns the latest raid i think the biggest problem with the latest raid is that people look at it and say what's the point threat level's good but i don't need a threat level uh, my kids are playing upstairs. I don't need a threat level. Uh, scout is good in PvP, but you don't need that. Scouts don't do well on most of the maps. A lot of the maps are just favoring hand cannons and shoving with a shotgun or shoulder charge. And the fusion rifle is a fusion rifle. Rocket launcher it sucks just absolute cheeks. And I'm trying to think of the other weapons that are in there. Like, the Blast Furnace should have been in the raid, and there should be a really, really good curated role with Desperado. That's, that would have been a good that would have been a good decision. Threat level's in there, and it can drop with, with um, the... Oh, there's only four weapons. Yeah, there you go. You know. The Sniper could have dropped with a curated role and actually had the, the old version of Box Breathing. You know. And then you have the exotic pain point that frustrates the fire out of people. They run it every week, every week, and the only thing they want, 
the only thing they want out of the raid is the anarchy and they don't get it like the 1k it's like they're gonna get they're gonna i don't want to make light of ptsd but that's like what it is right they they experience that feeling of i did this with frickin 1k i don't like i'm not a big fan of people saying I, i'm getting ptsd from this i don't i don't like minimizing that because it's like a real and true thing that that people go through but that's, I mean, that's essentially what it is. You're like, oh my gosh, I went through this freaking crap with the 1K, and here we are again. So I do think that there is, there's a, there's a, there's a structural problem with incentive in the raids because of that. Uh, and I, that's why I said that Nightfall RNG should come to the raid. And whenever we found out they split the loot pool and like the blast furnace, the sniper and all these, the machine gun, all those guns were in the forge. And then there's only four guns in the raid. I, I immediately was like, that's a mistake. Carving up the loot pool like that is a mistake. You told everybody it was a raid and it is a raid. It's a good raid. It's a fun raid. It's like wrath. Um, they st- they put they should have put a boss fight at the beginning and it be and it would be arguably a really really good and complete raid like when you finish the ball slamming stuff at the beginning a boss should come out that you have to slam the balls on to take his shield down so you do the same thing same locations map gutbuster berserkers locations for berserkers etc and you're trying to keep the top thing charged while also trying to get shields to take and you know hit hit the boss with you just needed a big tanky guy to come out with uh. Um, you just need a tanky boss to come out and then have it be have it be that have it be that mechanic still functioning because they already had that function in the game so that's what I mean that's what I would have done Light Leap do you feel Destiny's in a bad place right now updates coming slow season of the drifter seems to be gambit never seen such a low interest at least on PC in my community uh was D1 also dropping like this? Yeah, D1 always had like there's no content drought, but I, I there's always going to be um, there's always going to be droughts of interest. Y- people are going to wane. I think Anthem is 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 obviously taking a lot of attention away. Um, that you know that's playing a part. People are a division. People got their eyes on division. Uh, new games in general, when they come out, will will mess with engagement. I mean that happened with. That happened with uh, with Red Dead Redemption. You know that happened with Red Dead Redemption. They they that that game launched and D2's engagement went down. That just is a natural thing when big titles are coming out. And also, you're just always going to get to a point in Destiny, Division, Borderlands, Diablo, Anthem. You're always going to get into a place where you <clears throat> you just hit that ceiling. You know, I I don't have much to chase right now. And then you kind of should take a break at that point. I think breaks are healthy. That's why I think Anthem and Destiny and Division can coexist very well because people can kind of drift between them according to relevancy and what's really perking their interest. And then whenever you come back to Destiny from breaks, I think it always feels better. <clears throat> Excuse me, Bro Stoppa. Do you think Bungie has a healthy mix of uh, news versus D1 Exotics? Um, Whisper is an old exotic, so let's call a spade a spade. But I think Trace Rifles, Risk Runner, uh, Tractor Cannon, um, 1K Voices, I think these are good. I think these are good exotics that they brought, you know, to the game. The, you know, the Izanagi's Burden is cool. I think they brought a lot of good mix of exotics. The exotic armor that's getting everybody's attention is all new. None of that stuff is, uh... We're not wearing a lot of people. I mean, Luna faction boots, Geo mags. I'm wearing. I'm. I mean, I'm. I'm wearing one. I'm wearing the skull of the Dire Ahamkara. 
Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the new stuffs, you know, the Orpheus Rigs, Shards of Galanor, uh, One-Eyed Mask, these are all new exotics that are dominating. Um, so... I think that I think that the exotic mix is pretty good. Thunderlord is obviously you know came in and is like a pretty universally great weapon, um, but I don't have a problem with that. I think that I think the quest to get it could have been a little bit better, just because it is so good um, that it, it maybe could have been a little bit harder. Uh, it could have been a little bit harder to get it. You know, well I'm not gonna die on that hill. It's not that big of a deal. It's over and done with. But um, Orpheus is year one. No, he said new versus D1 exotic. So Orpheus is, an, is, a, is a new exotic. That's not a Destiny 1 exotic. Hobbit Spartan. With box breathing perk being nerfed, does it affect snipers and linear fusion rifles le- uh, lethality? Do you think that box breathing needs to go back? It does need to go back to where it was. It's a stupid perk now. Snipers, okay. But that scout? I could see myself using the scout from Scourge of the Past if box breathing functioned the old way. I'm, so, I'm dead serious. I could see myself using it. I'd draw back a little bit more, wait for box breathing, and then I'd start just bam, 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 just laying out the ads. One hit, one hit, one hit, one hit, one hit. That'd be fun. And then you could also run that with a linear fusion and maybe a sniper. Like, you could get a whole range build. Now, I know a lot of the engagements would make that frustrating, so you wouldn't necessarily want to do this everywhere. Um... So, and yes, the Anthem Endgame trailer. We'll probably watch it again when I go over to the Anthem directory. We are I am going to do a guide, a build guide for Colossus today. White Light says, What would you think of a linear fusion that shoots four beams at once that fuse together after traveling a few feet so that it has a wide spread for anyone close but can still shoot long range? Do you see? Do you see what happens when we iterate on weapons? That's such a freaking dope idea. It would almost be like a like a normal fusion slash shotgun in 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 up close, but then at far away they would come together. Uh, that that is I, I I ship that all the way to the bank, dude. Do it. That's great. I would love to see one like that. Um that, well or or you could do or you could do if you if you if you just pull the trigger, it just does like a zoom, zoom, zoom like a more medium damage close range shot if you hold it down it goes zoom, and then it does a big beam that'd be awesome that'd be pretty cool sounds a little conference call style conference call was just a shotgun that had like buckshot that ricocheted oh, are you talking to, you might be talking to somebody else Borquin what do you think needs to happen to give each weapon a variety uh, on viable purpose I feel like uh, sidearms, autos, linear fusion suffer from this. Only good weapons in these types are exotic and the R95% are really bad. I think there's some good auto rifles in the mix. I think the breakneck and the half dan are really, really strong. Um, there's been some buffs to some of the other types. But I don't care about sidearms. They can die in a fire. Linear fusions, yeah, they need help. They need buff. Um, I miss Silver Subaru's 23-month uh, resub. Love the Q&A. Thank you very much. And then P uh, PR4 show... Uh, with a nine-month resub, welcome back. Conference call was pretty powerful. I wasn't saying it wasn't powerful. I thought he was saying that the the guy's description of a, of a fusion like that sounded like the conference call. The conference call was a really strong shotgun. It didn't function in like a if they're up close, it's buckshot. If they're far away, it turns into a beam. That's not how the 
the gun function. Again, he might have been talking to somebody else in chat. I thought he was talking about the guy's weapon suggestion. Jacob Geico, do you think linear heavies should be more like the sleeper? I think Spartan Cannon from Halo, while energy linears could be more like they are now. Oh, I mean, yeah, if you want to really do powerful linears, that's fine. I don't think sleeper needs to come to the energy slot. Um, and the 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 way linears function now, yeah. I think they feel like energy weapons. Eight masks with ten months. Thank you very much. Speed three eight eight says my clan has been having issues with the enigmatic blueprint elemental completions. What is the process for completing this? Any help clearing this up would be great. Enigmatic blueprint elemental completions. I'm not. Oh, is that is that this is that one of these? I'm not actually sure what you're talking about. You have to talk about it. Is that the chaperone quest? He's talking about the whisper ship for the ship. I don't know, brother. I'm not sure why you're having trouble getting it done. Can someone in chat enlighten him on how that's done? I I don't have a good answer. Uh, For the podcast, I'll read what gets put in chat so people listening, if they're curious, because I'm I'm not really... I don't remember doing that. Somebody says, keep replaying the whisper quest. The The singe changes periodically. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. The The singe rotates every week. Every week there's a different singe. You have to play each singe to get that done. It's not the chests. You Every week, so you need to do every single element, and you probably have just been grinding it on one week and gotten one elemental singe, or two of the three, or whatever. So you need to go in and see which one it is each week, and then it, when it's the one you need, you do it. Yeah, it changes on a weekly basis. Does it change weekly now that it's available every day? I don't know, Ninja Asylum. That'd be a good test. Hobbit Spartan, have you tried Legend of Acrius? I heard that uh, it is one of the most DPS heavy in the game right now. Yeah, I've actually been wanting to try it out because everybody, you know, people are saying it's kind of it's kind of silly. It'd be fun to try in the Forge just because um, you could basically run two shotguns. You can run it with Icolos. We might act, we should probably do that. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull it out of collections here in a moment, and we'll run the next Forge with it. You have to have the catalyst for it to do top DPS. Oh, and to get the catalyst, didn't you have to do prestige levy runs? I don't think I have a catalyst for it. Um, I don't think I have a catalyst for it. Silver Fox, I appreciate the offer, but don't do that in chat, please. Um, that's that's not how we we don't give away codes like that in chat. It's generous, but it just creates spam, and it's a high it's a it's a form of hijacking chat. Please don't do it. It's a, it's kind, but it's it's just a huge distraction. I don't like when people do that. Dirty Casual says, uh, "What would you think about linear fusions with single round fire ADS and tag the target and hip fire is pulse tracks in the yeah? I mean, that's another cool thing you could do." Is you hip fire and it's like shoo 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 and you go down and you and you ADS and it changes the fire rate. There were guns like that in Borderlands, weren't there? Um, they fire different when you ADS. Didn't the doll weapons do burst fire? I think the doll weapons did burst fire when you aimed down sight, but you could go bam 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 like full auto uh, when you hip fired. So I'm pretty sure I never got the the catalyst for the Acrius. I'll pull it out and check. Um, but I don't think I did. No, I never did it. You Don't you have to get it to drop from the actual... Like, you have to get it to drop. I don't even have it. Uh, 
Next question. Cabal says, with Gambit, if it keeps going, will nerf every linear fusion? I remember your changes to invasion. Would Bungie need to buff every other heavy weapon to make them uh, powerful over the queen and the uh, queen and the fang? Thoughts? I mean, I don't think I don't think they need to make things stronger because of Gambit. They need to make legendary heavy stronger because they suck. Um, the reload is similar speed to the fire rate of the Accurus, so Catalyst isn't needed. Oh, people are saying you don't need it. Okay. Well, then let's 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 go. Let's have some fun here. Um, I'm gonna I'm a barrel stuff this guy. Let's see. Well, wait, no, I don't want to barrel stuff him just yet. I want to. I need to get headshots for the uh, for the for the seeds. Um, yeah, but they don't need to make legendary powerful weapons better because of Gambit. They need to make them more powerful because they're terrible. There's no reason to use them. You know, legendary, you know, rocket launchers and grenade launchers are a freaking joke. So that, that that's why they need to be changed. Um, yeah, I mean, two shots took him to half health. Gee, many frick. Uh... So I want to see legendary heavies get love. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm being honest, man. I don't really give a crap about Gambit. I mean, I've suggested ways to fix it, but even if they did a lot of the things I said, I probably wouldn't play it. It's just, there's something about it that I don't think is going to ever be not super sweaty. Um, I think it's always going to be a sweat fest and I don't play PVE to sweat. I felt like I felt like Gambit matches were sweatier than trials matches I used to play. Now I play with really really skilled people, so that's not a fair sampling. But I played with really skilled people in Gambit, and we won most of our games. And it still it felt mega sweaty. You know, I would play trials and we would win, but I never felt like I was like literally sweating my balls off. Like oh my gosh, dude, we're like we're never. I never want to do this again. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah, this is a very, very strong boss killer now. I mean, if I would have got closer, I probably could have one-tapped him right there. Yeah, Acreus is silly. Uh, Papa Crabman, what if we add exotic-like perks to all legendary heavies, removing the need for exotic heavies? Dot, suppression, ETC. Then we can still have power fantasy without breaking any of the weapons, like the sleeper, the tractor cannon aren't already. It won't hurt PvP, make crazy perks for linear fusions compared to, say, a golden gun, but slightly weaker. I'm... I'm confused how what you just said you think won't hurt PvP. Um, yeah, it probably would. Uh... Yeah, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's gonna work, brother. I, there, there's no way you can do things like that. You start adding exotic level perks to heavies. I mean, I see what you might be saying is like he- heavy ammo is not all over the place in Crucible, but there is an element of heavy's presence being too, too pronounced, and they're trying to rein that in. They've lowered the spawn rate of heavy. Um, you'd have to really lower how many, how much ammo you got. Uh, to, to, to make those changes not be ridiculously crazy because I think what you're outlining would would potentially hurt PvP and wouldn't happen potentially because of PvP. Uh, Four King Ruler says, I think linear fusion should be moved to secondary and just leave Sleeper and Queenbreaker and buff PvE damage because they feel weak in PvE. Uh, my two cents right I mean th- I, I basically said this in the talk is like leave leave sleeper and queen breaker alone but yeah you need I think you do need to put linears in the secondary slot and give them more ammo but probably lower their damage um, and I don't think sleepers damage needs to come up in PVE I they you know they mess with its aim assist and I think that I think that's throwing people off 
you know, they're they're not getting they're not getting the it's not grabbing the crit spot like it used to on a lot of the bosses, and that's problematic because then you've got then you've got people you know going in and doing what they used to do, and they're like, wait, you know, this thing's not working uh, like it used to. Yeah, and that's frustrating because it's the sleeper. <laughs> it's the sleeper. They also changed the charge time. Oh, that's right. Pog me. Not sure if this would work, but do you think it would work if we just had an inventory of weapons and could choose any three limit uh, with no limitations on weapon slots? They they kind of made it seem like that's what we were gonna get, didn't they? Didn't they? I mean, it kind of felt like that's what we were getting with Forsaken. Um, and I, you know, I, I'm not I'm not gonna get super upset about that, but I do think I do think that that would at the very least, I think they need to either go back to the traditional primary, secondary, or heavy situation, um, or or let us move. If I could put my trust up in the main slot, what's that hurt? You know, I, it's a primary weapon. I'm putting it in the primary slot. That's not hurting anything. That helps me. I don't hit the wrong button. You know. Um, Ignite Legion. Feeling on a larger melee and grenade pool, I don't really care about that. It's a gun-driven game, so I don't care if they suddenly gave us like a bigger pool of, of melee, uh, melees and grenades to choose from. Uh, Fresh Will 15. Do you think Bungie will bring back some exotics back in D1 that weren't good, but switch it up to make them better in D2, like some weapons, Ace and Thunderlord? Also. Which do you think should come back? I don't have a laundry list that should come back. I already answered this, and I, um, so I don't care about guns coming back from D1 and being better. I would rather new exotics be put in the game. Shocks 427. Should there be more diversity with ammo types? Grenade launchers can, uh, heal and reload teammates if hit with splash damage. Rocket launcher can leave element effects like void wall, grenade, colony, skyburner's oath. I mean, that's not ammo types. Those are perks you're describing. I think you could have perks like that. I do. I think if, you know, if you get a multi-kill with a grenade launcher, leaving behind a dot damage or an explosion or fire on the ground or something, I don't know. Corpse burner is what you could call it. And if you get a multi-kill with your grenade, it puts like a napalm effect on the ground. I think there's things like that they could do. That's not different ammo, though. We don't need we white, green, purple works, and then you're just talking about perks on the actual guns themselves that would change, like what the yeah, like what the dragon's breath did. That could be pretty cool. And then maybe if, again, if you like tie it to like you got to get a multi, um, a multi kill, that could be that could be kind of nice. Tyler FC one, what do you think if they added special weapon perks or armor perks only associated to certain weapons that would be good for that weapon and still not break the game? Any ideas of what perks like that could be? Well, that's why I said if they started to lean into like elemental perks for weapons that change the nature of what they did, like I said with the, I don't know, a, a, a scout or a linear fusion that if you land three crits, it charges the next shot with like a big explosive dot damage shot. And people are like, oh, like the... Polaris Lance? Well, no, not quite, because if you did it on on faster fire rate weapons, or you did the entire mag, I mean, there's a lot of things they could do where it would create an element, elemental effect that isn't there unless you use the weapon properly. Polaris Lance is a good start, but they could go a lot further with that idea of when you do a certain thing with the weapon, whether it's landing crits or landing a lot of damage, 
you know, if you, let's say you land a lot of damage with the, um, like an auto rifle, if you land enough percentage of the, of the mag, it overcharges the next mag and does something to it. Dot damage, chain lightning or something. That would make you use a weapon like an auto rifle in a very, you'd, you'd be intentional with your aim. You would want to supercharge that next mag and that'd be pretty fun. But again, people are like, well, what about PVP? If they make the timer to where it's not really procable in PvP, it could work. DJ May 88. Would changing exotics like sealed Ahamkara's grass or young Ahamkara's spine to buff the damage of grenades in melee instead of uh, instead be a great improvement? I mean, maybe buffing the damage of grenades in melee is... N- I just don't know if you're ever going to be influential over melee and grenades enough to substitute a lot of the a lot of the exotics people like. It augments their super. Geomags, uh, Orpheus rigs, the what I'm wearing right now, the you know Skull of the Dire Amkara, the Phoenix Protocol, the the, I mean even Luna factions not not necessarily your super, but still, you you would I think you would then have exotics like kind of like we have now. Yeah, shards of Galanor. Like, why do I want to make, run an exotic that's going to make my melee and my grenade a little bit stronger? Or I get an extra melee or an extra grenade charge? What you're describing sounds to me like a pinnacle version of legendary armor, not an exotic. Because they've swung really hard at having exotics that augment your super. And that, I think, ch- really, I think, changes the nature of incentive. Because then you, then what happens is people right now associate exotics with it makes my super better. And so if you drop an exotic in the game that doesn't do that, people are like, what the frick is the point of this? Borquin. With the split from Activision, do you think we could see a massive design philosophy shift going forward? Uh, could the restraints put on Activision been that effective? I don't think Activision put really hard constraints on them. I think Bungie got behind the eight ball in 2013 and have always struggled to recover. So they're always trying to create content to meet the deadlines, and because of the deadlines, they're running, they run out of time. Every square inch of Destiny 2 when it launched just screamed that they didn't have enough time, that they rushed. It was a game of concepts. And I don't know if that was because Activision's breathing down their neck, but being free from the contractual obligations might let them do some of the things we've always said need to have happen, which is rebuild the game in a new engine, and you know, really crank up the, the the delivery. And if they're going to be, if people are going to say it's just too hard to, to rebuild the game, a new engine that, you know, they can't do it. Then the next game will almost assuredly be short, short sighted because they just, they can't do as much with this engine um, that you could do with like a, the unreal engine. They're just very, very limited. They still have not created a game that to me screams at, you know, agile, you know, oh, this game is super, you know, super agile. They can do so much with the engine. They can create so much content. They're still making marginal adjustments at a slow, not super slow pace, not like we used to. We are getting updates a lot faster than we used to, but it still isn't super fast. Batman, do you think all weapons from the weapons of, uh, of power triumphs? That question doesn't make sense. Let me read it one more time. Do you think all weapons from the weapons of power triumphs I again I, I don't I don't know what you're saying 
Uh, Bumble17, does Destiny have a power weapon problem in general? Yeah, we've talked about this a couple times already today. Tyler FC, I heard you say that there are different tiers of exotics, and I agree. What if they allowed you to use two exotics at the same time based on the tier of the exotic, like a tier 1 and a tier 2, or tier 3? It would be nice to have multiple exotics to feel powerful. Well, right, like, the... Like, if I could run Chromatic Fire alongside a Geomags, because Chromatic Fire is cool, but it's not its not life-changing. You know, the rating on Chromatic Fire. Or, what if you could run Armamentarium, because it gives you, what, an extra grenade? What if you could run Armamentarium with One-Eyed Mask? Because One-Eyed Mask would be ranked, you know, high. You could only pair one other exotic with it. I don't know. I, I feel like that's confusing to, for people. But like, wait, why can I equip this exotic and not another? That's why I think some of them just need l- legendary pinnacle counterparts. Like, they didn't need to bring back, you know, some of the exotics. They could have just added pinnacle weapons that do their their legendary pinnacle, and it's it's a counterpart. It's clear that it's influenced by that exotic, whether it's an armamentarium or you know double melee charge stuff, stuff like this. Easily, I think could be set up that way. Wouldn't the idea help with exotic that boost, and then another to give extra grenade be like a buff? Well, that's what I'm saying though. Like, I just don't think that would be a good idea. I think people would get confused because for four years it's been you can only equip one exotic. And now you're creating rules and people would have to read and people would have to pay attention. And <laughs> I don't know. I think it would be just more streamlined for them to be legendary pinnacle. Uh, Scuzzbox. Speaking of loot, why don't we receive various legendary weapons after crucible matches like in D1? Yeah, the lack of loot drops in general in crucible, I think, has hurt it in the long run. Seeing that scoreboard and seeing loot drop, I think, was a really, really good motivator to stay in the ne- for the next game. You would see somebody get the clever dragon you would see somebody get the thing that you were looking for and it it keeps you playing it keeps you in there and that's i think that's part of the that's part of the draw of crucible for the longest time people like play 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 like iron banner i yeah i don't care if i lose i it's a chance at the it's a chance at the 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 new gun or the clever dragon or whatever at the end uh, JD Gamer says, "What are your thoughts on Bungie saying Gambit is having a new game mode with Joker's Wild, and do you think it possibly will be with invading and the relic idea? Um, you had buffing and nerfing certain weapons and supers. I mean, I don't. There's a, I, there's probably no way that they saw my idea and thought we need to implement that right now. I highly doubt that. I think the idea with the relics is a great idea, but I don't think that they're implementing my idea." <laughs> I would hope maybe they would just see all the complaints about invasion and really, really minimize it. Miss Claire, do you think once you've reached the power level milestones, you should have a higher chance of dropping exotics? Once you get max power, a lot of things should change, and I would I would be okay with that as well. Or 650 difficulty spectrum opens for everything, so you can run all of your your pub spaces, your strikes, everything at 650, and get an increased drop rate of exotics. That you know that's something we talked about yesterday. Mac 2099, linear fusion shouldn't have the same precision drop-off as other weapons. Think about it. You're shooting a beam of energy uh, through an enemy. Example, keep the bonus from precision, but make the current precision damage the body shot and bump up the precision even more. Um, yeah, I don't I don't know how much they, dro- I don't know how much they, they, they drops off. So, 
I tend to agree with you though, because I mean, the nature of shooting it is a little bit more challenging because you're doing, you know, it's a charge shot. And because it's a charge shot, you're, you know, you're having to kind of take, you can't just like, it's not like a hit scan where you like hit it, you know, with a sniper, you like flick your wrist and wrist and pull the trigger. Um, I would say that not having to drop off. The only thing I could think of is, you know, this is why they need crucible sandbox to be, um, tuned, tuned separately. It needs to be tuned separately. And this is why, because like, I don't think that would break a lot of the PVE content. A lot of the PVE content is, you know, it it would, you would still be, um, you would still be needing to be in environments where that could even get its footing. Because a lot of the engagements and a lot of the boss fights are super close anyway, so you wouldn't suddenly be like baking everything from super far away. But it probably would become uh, a problem for uh, Crucible. Because it would just be really, really easy to just not lose any of the damage drop off from distance. And and then you'd you'd have a lot of probably complaints about that. Again, it's a power weapon, so they'd have to, they'd have to tune it individually, like the rate at which you get the... Um, the rate at which you get your energy, you know, the ammo could be adjusted. How much ammo you get could be adjusted uh, to keep these things in check. Dude, the skull is uh, very nice. Is very nice with Slova. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting my super, almost my entire super bag. I got my entire super bag basically twice. Um, so, because of the little seekers, it, they go out and they get more, they get more dudes for me. I mean, it is th- th- this helmet is stupid with this with Slova. Um, I'm really enjoying this. Uh, Random Allen, do you think for Gambit they could do the required loadouts like in Prestige Raid layers? No, I just I'm telling you, curated loadouts will never come back to Destiny. I really don't think people liked them. I really don't think people liked them. They did not go over that well, and I don't think you're gonna see them. Uh, coming back it's just you you grind for loot and then get told that you can't use the loot that you grinded for and I don't think people would receive that very well um, now especially if they lean away from invasion if they lean away from invasion and it's more about like the PVE element I really don't think they're going to want to do curated loadouts it's like go get all your dope weapons and come do this new pinnacle gambit activity, and you can't use half the stuff you've been, you know, you've been earning. Um, I think, I think that's, I think that's problematic uh, from a from an incentive standpoint. Uh, T. Michael Jr. The accurate question prompted me. Thoughts on the exact the exotic loadout limit of one? No, I don't. I don't want to start being able to equip multiple exotics. I've already answered this. I think. I think. Uh, thank you, Anti Gravity, for fifteen hundred bits. Uh, Tipsy Tuesday was fun. Thanks also for showing my daughter love when I send you pictures of her. Oh, no problem, man. Um, she's beautiful. Uh, yeah, I think that Pinnacle Legendaries are the future of Destiny's uh, weapon system. I think investing in Pinnacle Legendaries is far better than investing in exotics or multiple exotics being equipped. Um, I, I, I tend to lean away from exotics being so dominant. Um, so... Uh, 
What do you think how we could improve faction rallies? I've got a, I believe I have a talk on this. I basically think the factions should always be present. Uh, you can always grind for their cosmetic items, their ships, their sparrows, their shaders, and always raising your rank. And then when faction rally happens, it's a week-long event where there's like one or two weapons and one or two pieces of armor that you can grind for. When the faction rally is over, you can no longer grind for those. Think like Ada's bounties, right? You you do the bounties, you get the stuff. Um, and then they go away. So there's a sense of rhythmic urgency. You're like, I've got to do this now or I'm not going uh, I'm not going to get the stuff. And that's 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 part of the motivation, right? Now, when week 2 rolls around, there's two new weapons and there's two new pieces of armor and the week 1 weapons are now down in the general loot pool and they're always there. So eventually everything falls down in the general loot pool, so you're not like, oh my gosh, I missed my chance, I'll never get them. But you still create that urgency where someone feels like a sense of reward for doing it that first week because, you know, they're they're able to they're able to get it and they're able to get a good roll or whatever. That sense of urgency and reward would be really strong, especially if it's like a gun with like a really, really cool pinnacle roll. So then week two rolls around, and if you didn't get the roll that you liked, or you didn't get the weapon at all, or, or you didn't get the roll you liked in the armor or whatever, it's now down in the general loot pool. So you can just always be grinding for that that bounty and that and that gear, and not worrying about things um, things disappearing and not coming back. I think that's a I think that's a valid concern that people end up having. Um, that you end up, you know, that that FOMO, right? Feeling of missing out gets leveraged and then you're kind of upset. You're like, why did I, you know, why did they, why did they do it this way? I really wanted the item, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Acarus is really strong. It's kind of tough in this fight because you just kind of, you take a lot of damage from the, uh, from the boss. He's, uh, he's strong. He's a strong dude. Uh, and that is the last question, so we're going to end it there. We're going to keep on talking, keep on conversating. Don't go anywhere if you want to see the Anthem Endgame trailer or the discussion. I'm going to give you a guide, a build guide for the Colossus. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always tune in live. I'm probably live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. Come on in, say hello. If I'm not live, click the follow button. As always, I appreciate you watching and listening to all of my content. Please like, share, and subscribe.